Hey, New York, it's Ophira Eisenberg. Now we all know summer in the city can be a hot mess. So why not escape with Ask Me Another? We're going to be in Central Park for Summer Stage on July 15th, and it's a free show you won't want to miss. Gates open at 6, so come early, bring a blanket, and all your friends. Visit amatickets.org. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. And here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Our first game is called I Want My Puzzle Back, and here to play it are Abby Barr and Jessica Daly. Abby, you are the spawn of radio, public radio producers. It's true. My parents met uh, doing public radio, and they announced that they were getting married on the radio, which I think is pretty cute. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> Growing up, did your family have a regular like fast food place or chain restaurant that you guys would go to? Not often, but uh, I do remember getting some pretty sick toys from Happy Meals, so... Yeah. Yeah. They were like Beanie Babies and like... They were Beanie Babies? Yeah, that was cool. All right, we were clearly... I was in the wrong town. Uh, How about you, Jess? Well, actually, I I have the same thing. We went to McDonald's not so much to get the burgers or the chicken fingers, but I was really into Beanie Babies. And they they had the mini Beanie Babies for a while, and my sister and I were trying really hard to collect them all, and my parents were really nice to us. (laughs) Does McDonald's know that this is the reason people were going? (laughs) I bet they do. (laughs) They were just like, people just want the Beanie Baby. Okay, well, here's why this game is called I Want My Puzzle Back, because even if you've never set foot in a Chili's, you are probably familiar with their classic jingle. How does it go again, dear house musician Jonathan Colton? Do I really really have to do this? Please. Yeah, you're good at it. For the show? Perfect vocal range. Okay, it goes like this. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Uh, there's more, but I'm not going to sing the rest Come of it. Come on! No. no. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you booing me for not singing the rest of the Chili's Baby Back Ribs jingle? You people are monsters. No, I'm not going to do it. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. So in this game, we're going to give you clues to three-syllable things that rhyme with back, and you are going to answer in the form of that jingle... For example, if I said, could you go for some craft microwavable elbow-shaped noodles in cheese sauce, you'd sing, I want my Easy Mac, Easy Mac, Easy Mac. It's a very sad version of that jingle. Because <laughs> you're alone and you can only you, make you just easy have mac food. And, cheese. <laughs> and the winner is going to move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Here we go. Would you like a Beat Generation author who wrote the first draft of his travel novel on a 120-foot roll of paper? Jess. I want my Kerouac, Kerouac, Kerouac. Yeah, exactly. That was just like Beat poetry. It was brilliant. Do you have a yen for the completely unfashionable zippered pouch you wear around your waist to carry your money? Abby. I want my fanny pack, fanny pack, fanny pack. (laughs) Uh, That's never made a comeback. Yeah. I know, why not? That should make like a hipster comeback, don't you think? I'm not sure it ever went away. Oh, yeah? Please don't tell me it went away. (laughs) Now they could call it the hip stir. Oh, that's... See? That's good. Write it down. I'm going to write that down on the screen. 
Are you ready to work out on this popular 90s exercise machine that allows users to simulate cross-country skiing at home? <laughs> Jess. I want my Adirondack, Adirondack, Adirondack. <laughs> yeah, that's a place, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I see where you're going. That is not what we're looking for. Abby, can you steal? I don't even have a joke for this one, so no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me go to my puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, for a second. Would you like to explain what the answer is to these fine people who clearly, when I said the word 90s, they both got very worried. <laughs> very nervous. The answer we're looking for is, I want my Nordic Trek, Nordic Trek, Nordic Trek. You guys don't remember that? No? It's, it was a thing that you had in your uh, bedroom or basement that you put your laundry on. <laughs> Do you miss the Chicago-born king of comedy remembered for roles in the Ocean Eleven films and his own brash family life sitcom? Jess. I want my Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac, yes! Bernie Mac. <laughs> Do you feel like you need this emetic derived from a root used to induce vomiting in poison cases? Abby. I want my Ipecac, Ipecac, Ipecac. <laughs> Are you looking for the kind of girl Gwen Stefani says she ain't? Abby. I want my holla back, holla back, holla back girl. <laughs> Are you craving this historic New Orleans cocktail combining whiskey or cognac with absinthe, bitters, and sugar? Jess. I want my Sazerac, Sazerac, Sazerac. Yeah! Delicious. That could be your new Ipecac. <laughs> <laughs> Already is. Sazerac is my Ipecac. This is your last clue. Even though the U.S. won the Revolutionary War, spoiler alert, <laughs> do you miss seeing the national flag of the United Kingdom? Jess. I want my Union Jack, Union Jack, Union Jack. Yeah, that's right! Let's go to our puzzle guru again, Greg Pliska. How did our contestants do? Well, we had a very close match, but I'm happy to say that Jess is our winner, and we'll see you in the final round at the end of the show. For a game titled Celebrity Foods, let's say hello to Sammy Main and Liz Simon. Now, you both have interesting jobs, but I also love that you had very interesting internships at some point in your job history. Sammy, you were a creative coordinator at BuzzFeed, but you were an animal intern, which sounds vague and huge. What is that? Sure. Um, basically, we get to decide what's cute for a job. Like, that's what we do all day. You decide what's cute? Like, yeah. what, what animals are cute? Yeah, or what's cuter than other animals. Or <laughs> Okay. There's a whole process, really. So it's sort of like panda or koala bear. Yeah. And what would you choose? Whatever's uh, younger. Wow. You know, you know, like puppies are usually cuter than dogs. Whatever's the babyest animal is usually going to be cuter. Wow. You're saying there are pictures of cute animals on the internet? You're welcome. Not uh, familiar with this phenomenon. <laughs> Liz is a litigator, and you interned at Fresh Air at one point in your career path. I did. And was that a fun experience? It was an interesting experience. Oh, good. Yeah. What did you like about it? 
I liked that the day I went in for my interview, Terry Gross was interviewing Frank Zappa, and I thought that I had reached like the pinnacle of radio at that moment in my life. Did you want to work in radio after that? I did. I did. And then I realized that I had a lot of student loans to pay. <laughs> in this game, we'll give you clues about a famous person who has a food as all or part of his or her last name. And you will give us that person's name. This is a very confusing concept. So I'm going to go to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, for an example, because I don't understand it at all. If I said Wesley Crusher had to leave when the Enterprise went gluten-free and no one would stand by this actor, you would say, Will Wheaton. Do you understand the concept of this complicated game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, here we go. This actress was golden and delicious as Veronica Corningstone in the Anchorman movies. Golden and delicious. Liz. Christina Applegate. That's right. In The Matrix, the red and blue pills that Morpheus offered Neo weren't high in omega-3s. <laughs> but a dish named after the actor who played Morpheus would be. Sammy. Wesley Snipes? No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Liz, do you know who it is? I do, and I'm blanking on it right now because I, it's... Samuel L. Jackson? No, that's also incorrect. (laughs) Any other black guys? We'll just just cut this question. (laughs) We're out. We were were looking for Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, okay. All those Game of Thrones episodes and no mention of how much Ned Stark enjoyed these legumes in everything from burritos to hummus. Sammy? Sean Bean? Sean Bean is correct. You should open up a taco stand in Westeros. Forget about the Iron Throne. There's no burritos, right? That's right. You can make a mint. That's right. (laughs) You'd have to be mad men to think her work as Annie on Community is cheesy. A lot of of hints in there. Sammy? Alison Brie? You got it. This rock star's recommendation for any man-eater might be instead to have a hot breakfast with cereal made from this hearty grain. (laughs) Liz. John Oates. John Oates, that's right. It's an absurd question. (laughs) If this actress cooked up a hearty soup, it might be filled with extremely rare, almost bloody meat that glitters in the twilight. Sammy? <laughs> uh, my answer is Nev Campbell. <laughs> oh. That is a company that makes soup. But that is not the answer that we're looking for. Liz, do you want to steal this one? I have no idea. We are looking for Kristen Stewart. Stew. Huh? This American Idol runner-up recently toured with Queen, where he might have sung Bohemian Rhapsody. Sammy. Adam Lambert? That's right. I apologize to everyone in America. (laughs) Fat mutton girl. (laughs) I was thinking we will rock you. How about bicycle? 
This martini-enhancing fruit is cured and fermented, giving it a long shelf life, meaning this HBO host could eat some of last week's tonight. Sammy. John Oliver. That's right. Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Sammy is our winner for this round, and we'll see you at the Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we're going to take a literal view of movie titles and do our best John Mayer impression, not by dating a lot of women, but by parodying one of his hits. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Are you looking for a great movie recommendation this weekend? Or do you want some background information on your favorite television show? Then you should check out NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's good conversation about the very best things to watch, read, and listen to. So discover something new that I guarantee will make you happy. Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. Support for Ask Me Another and this message are from tastingroom.com, the only wine club that fits your personal tastes. So here's how it works. Tasting Room sends you a kit with sample size bottles of wine. You sip each one, log on to their site and tell them which wines you liked. Then Tasting Room picks the wines for you based on your tastes. You get your first full case right after you tell them what you like, and then you get new cases of wine every three months. So visit tastingroom.com slash NPR for the wine club, where your taste is the only one that matters. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. Let's welcome our next contestants, Lizanne Duell and Nick Caruso. Do you, uh, do you know anyone that uses the word literally incorrectly, or do you have a thing about that, Nick? I do. I work as a, an editorial director on a website, so I, I edit and have to watch things I say and write all the time. Yeah. So, and I, like everybody my age, I tend to use literally too much, but I always make a point to use it correctly, technically. <laughs> so, you know, I try, to do, I try to be literal when it's necessary to be literal. <laughs> that was a beautiful response. Thank you so much. Lizanne, how about you? I do, but I plead the fifth as to who it is because I don't want to get in trouble. But I know lots of people who misuse it. And you, do you call them out? No, no. You just let, yeah. just let them be. I just quietly, you know, check that off in my brain that they just don't know. That's called, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's called silently judging. Yes. <laughs> well, this game is called Don't Be So Literal. What we're going to do is describe some film titles literally. Uh, and you have to tell us the name of the film. Greg Pliska, Puzzle Guru, give us an example. If I said a more literal approach to this 1999 film's title would be Richard III, Louis XIV, and Tutankhamun, the answer would be Three Kings. Yeah, yeah it's going to be I good. Get it. Yeah, I get it. So there's three of them, and they're all kings. And 
Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah okay. okay good. <laughs> Every movie is going to have a number in the title. So that's the part that we're being super literal about. And of course, the winner will move on to her. Ask me one more final round at the end of the show. Here we go. There was a pregnant pause when someone suggested this 1995 Hugh Grant film's title be February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and December. Lizanne. Four Weddings and a Funeral. No, that is not correct. Interesting. Can you take it more literally and steal, Nick? Nine months. Nine months is what we were looking for. Unless you're Hugh Grant, who knows how to have three kids in 15 months. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I got it. I got um, that one. He's productive. He's productive. <laughs> Multitask. Gets a lot done. This 1984 Molly Ringwald classic would be far less sweet if it had instead been named dipped, rolled, floating, gel, layered, oil, sand, soy, birthday, liturgical, spiral, pyramid, votive, tea light, taper, and luminaria. Nick. 16 candles. Yes! If we could go back in time, we might rename this 1995 Terry Gilliam sci-fi film Capuchin, Howler, Mandrill, Spider, Common Marmoset, Golden Lion Tamarin, Pygmy, Squirrel, Proboscis, Rhesus, and Baboon. Lizanne. Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys, yeah. Common Marmoset kind of sticks out, doesn't it? Sad, that is sad. That gave it away. Yeah, I just mar- remember Brad Pitt. Was that a message to Brad Pitt, or, or just generally Dear Brad sorry. Pitt, you are no common marmoset. <laughs> <laughs> this 1956 Akira Kurosawa film could have lent more historical context if it had been named Tomoe Gozen, Minamoto no Tametomo, Kusu no Ki Masashige, Miyamoto Musashi, Dete Masamone, Honda Takakatsu, and Hangako Gozen. Nick. Uh, Magnificent Seven? Is that, wow. I don't know. That's a very good guess. These people are They're really freaking out. mean. It's okay. It's all right. Lizanne, can you steal? Seven Samurais? Yes. <laughs> you were so surprised. I am. Yeah. <laughs> It's because my Japanese was so yes. authentic. <laughs> yes. You were like, they sound yeah. even better. Yeah. They sound magnificent. I was struck, yeah. <laughs> what if this 2005 Mark Wahlberg revenge films cast and name had been instead Alec Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, Daniel Baldwin, and Stephen Baldwin? Lee's on. Four brothers? Yes, indeed, exactly. <laughs> They're the... The new Grouchos, I guess. (laughs) This futuristic 1997 Bruce Willis film may have been less confusing if it had just been named Boron. Nick. The Fifth Element. Beautiful. (laughs) Do you know what the sequel is called? Carbon. Why wouldn't no. it? Prequel is brilliant. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. All right, this is your last question. 
if the studio hadn't been bound to this 2015 film title, it could have taken a more literal turn with the name Gunmetal Steel, Graphite, Titan, Thunder, Ash, Meteor, Dark, Laguna, Storm, Argent, Blue, Green, Green, Blue, Stone Harbor, Wolf, Magnetic, Sage Tint, Slate, Charcoal, Battleship, Silver, Cadet, Castle, Aluminum, Metallic, Platinum, Ash, Taupe, Lead, Mousy, Oyster, Iron, Pearl, Powder, Panes, Dove, Raptor, Seal, Bay, Minimal, Shadow, Pewter, Rainstorm, Ember, Barnwood, Chateau, Smoke, Castlegate, Wall Street, and Gothic. Some interior decorators right now are feeling very hot. <laughs> Nick. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. <laughs> Puzzle guru Greg Pliska. How did our contestants do? Well, thanks to his familiarity with the novel Fifty Shades of Grey, it appears that Nick is our winner and will be going on to the final round at the end of the show. This next game is called Your Answer is Some Kind of Land, and here to play it are Carla Prieto and Betsy lawson Curdy. Uh, Betsy, what's your vacation dream spot? If you could go anywhere to take time for, to relax. You know what? I, I've been thinking about this. Um, I would love to go to Bali. I've seen some people's Facebook and Instagram photos, and it looks uh, pretty nice. That's how tourism is going yeah. right now, by the way. It's like, oh, someone posted like a very cool palm tree like four times on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Carla? I think that I would want to do something a little less relaxing and more on the terrifying side, oh. like explore like an underwater cave or something. Uh, there's one that's apparently like 900 feet deep, and there are only like al albino shrimp that live there. Uh, <laughs> Where is that? It's in Africa. Oh, yeah? It, yeah, it's actually like in the desert and it's a little puddle and you just like dive right through it and then it expands underwater, so. And then there's, and there's only sea monkeys down there. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. No light at all. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, it's time for Jonathan Colton to do what he was born to do, and that is parody John Mayer. Yes, finally. Uh, so we've taken the John Mayer song, Your Body is a Wonderland. <laughs> and rewritten it to be about other things that end in land. <laughs> Ring in when you know which land I am earnestly crooning about. Are you ready? Okay. New England's tiny state Coastal vacation bait Design schools, no lightweight It's where we'll find the family guy's fate Carla? Rhode Island Rhode Island is correct <laughs> We're way up near the Arctic this place is quite Nordic Most folks live in Reykjavik Which is where Bjork is from 
Betsy. Iceland. Iceland. You got it. And if you want rides, go on them. Try Mr. Toad or Space Mountain. Or maybe Toontown is your end. Mickey Mouse will welcome you. His body is a... Carla. Disneyland. Disneyland. I like that. His body is a Disneyland. It's a small world after all. (laughs) (laughs) When we're in L.A., we'll drive it. Celebrities live there, beside it. A David Lynch mystery named for it. With a lot of twists and turns, that movie is a... Betsy? Mulholland? Mulholland, you got it. (laughs) It's on Lake Erie's shore. With Ohioans galore We know LeBron will score A Hall of Fame for rock and roll's lore Betsy? Cleveland That's correct I like Ohioans galore are in uh, Ohio. Yeah, that's that's where you're going to find them. Ohioans galore. That's that's, that's one thing you can say about Ohio. Man, so many Ohioans there. This is your last clue. His show is in real time. One hour. That's why he sometimes looks dour. Life can be tough for Jack Bauer Who's the actor with that role? His body is a... Betsy? Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, that's right. How did our contestants do, Greg? Thanks for asking, Jonathan. I have to say, Betsy, congratulations. You'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Want to take a trip to Puzzleland? It's easy. To join us as a contestant, send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org to take our contestant quiz and let us discover whether your brain is a wonderland. For a game called Drive My Car, let's welcome Craig Belson and Dan Mullins. What is the first car that you owned? It was a 10-year-old Honda Accord that I named Roxanne. Because oh. she didn't have to put on the red light. Craig, what is the first car you owned? I don't know if I can top that. Um, first car I owned was a 2007 Scion. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Shadowfax. You, you named your Scion Shadowfax? Yeah. That's the it most adorable gray. thing was, I've ever heard. It was gray, so it wasn't... Yeah, no, gray. no, obviously it was gray. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I'm not going to name a red car Shadowfax. <laughs> it's like two Scions talking to each other right now. It's adorable. 
Well, we've got a car for you, not just any car. The cars in this game are all famous fictional rides that we have created classified ads for. You just have to name the book, movie, television show, or song for which each car is famous. So, for example, for sale, classic DeLorean with pre-installed flux capacitor can go from 0 to 88 in a flash, runs on garbage, perfect for time travel. That would be an ad for Doc Brown's car from the movie Back to the Future. All right. Let's go. Modified Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, perfect for the curly-haired crime fighter in you. Turbo Boost allows high-speed travel and leaps over obstacles, but no CD player. But it does include a talking supercomputer named Kit. Craig. Knight Rider. Knight Rider is correct. Orange Dodge Charger, previously owned by two good old boys. Horn plays the first 12 notes of Dixie. Warning, passengers must enter and exit through windows because the doors are welded shut. Damn. The Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah, Dukes of Hazard. For sale, foot-powered car made of stone, wood, and animal skins. Very few amenities, but the horn is a live bird. Just the thing to get you to and from the quarry. Tone calves, guaranteed. Dan. The Flintstones. The Flintstones, exactly. Every bit of technology in the Flintstones was like basically abusing a prehistoric animal. That was basically, that was it. No PETA back then. <laughs> no PETA. This Aston Martin DB5 comes with a bulletproof shield, revolving license plates, and ejector seats. Previous owner was a British spy. He owned several, but this was his first. Issued to him by MI6 during his mission to stop an attack on Fort Knox. James Bond. We are looking for the name of the, not the oh. character, but the movie. Dan, do you know the answer? Goldfinger. Goldfinger is correct, yeah. For sale, rosy colored luxury car with crushed velvet seats, previously owned by Bruce Springsteen, who rode in the back, cruised down the street, waved to the girls, and felt out of sight. Uh, he apparently also spent all his money on a Saturday night. Craig. Pink Cadillac. Pink Cadillac is correct. Former race car restored by eccentric inventor Caractacus Potts for his two young children. It can fly thanks to hidden wings and propellers and can be driven on water thanks to deployable flotation devices named for the sound its engine makes, including loud backfires. Dan. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? That's correct. Yeah. I feel like you weren't sure and then you found that answer, right? <laughs> you just found it. Pulled it. Do you, do you remember seeing that movie? Uh, no. No. It's the uh, chittiest movie you'll ever see. It's very chitty. I mean, maybe not the chittiest. <laughs> this is your last question. Frighteningly violent vintage red and white Plymouth Fury with the ability to restore herself. Full disclosure, two people have died while in this car. Previous owner also now dead, but apparently still possesses the car, if you know what I mean. Craig. Christine. Christine, exactly correct. And then when she doesn't make a car payment, it gets repossessed. Puzzle <laughs> <laughs> guru Greg Feliska, how did our contestants do? 
Well, it was a very close race, but at the last minute, coming around the turn, it looks like Dan pulled into the lead, and we'll see you in the final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll talk to our VIP, Kevin Corrigan, about what it's like to be cast in a fitness movie as the before. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. It's Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another. Join me and Jonathan Colton at the Bell House on Tuesday, July 7th with the star of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, actor Ellie Kemper. We'll put her in the puzzle hot seat and get your tickets now, amatickets.org. Just a reminder, check out Pop Culture Happy Hour. Are you looking for a great movie recommendation this weekend? Or do you want some background information on your favorite television show? Then you should check out NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's good conversation about the very best things to watch, read, and listen to. So discover something new that I guarantee will make you happy. Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and our VIP is one of the best character actors out there. He's worked with Martin Scorsese and Ridley Scott, but also starred in your favorite indie films, Living in Oblivion, Trees Lounge, Buffalo 66, Henry Fool, Pineapple Express, just to name a few. Please welcome our VIP, Kevin Corrigan. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We know you uh, as a 15-year-old in Goodfellas. Yes, I was 15. No, I was I was actually 19, 19. Go, going on 20. Oh, okay. But what's the difference? You know, I, I mean, I'm 15 now. <laughs> really, who isn't in there? In 15 in the head, you know? But you work with Martin Scorsese. <laughs> When you're 19, and then you work with him again years later on The Departed, and was it nice to then meet him as an accomplished actor, adult, and work with him again? Well, I, I, I didn't feel that way at all. No? I, 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 like, again, it's, it was kind of like, hey, Marty. Uh, <laughs> 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 the questions that I wanted to ask him really had nothing to do with filmmaking or, or acting. They were mostly questions having to do with music, Oh, like what, what kind of stuff were you talking to him about? Well, what I wanted to talk to him about on the set of Goodfellas was the, this uh, salsa music that he put in after Johnny Boy throws the dynamite off the roof. And he said, oh, that's Remo Sabroso by Ray Barreto. I used one of his songs in my first uh, f- feature, Who's That Knocking at My Door, called El Watusi. I'll make a tape of that for you. Because he... We, that was a great impression, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was great. He made me a tape. A cassette tape, because we didn't have CDs in 1989. 16 years later, I just used the same tact. I, I just went up to him and said, Hey, Marty, have you, did you hear that Cream is getting back together? 
And he's like, no, oh, I heard, I, can't, I, couldn't, I can't go to that because I'm in pre-production for this, for this film. You know, and I, I wanted to go, but I can't go. IMDB lists your trademark roles as drug dealer, drug addict, kidnapper, rapist, drunk, bank robber, and hitman. Do you want to be a romantic lead? Well, aren't I? Yes, you are. Matter of fact, aren't I you are. Aren't I romantic? You are, you are actually you, you are the romantic lead in this new yeah. film, which I enjoyed, uh, Results. It's an odd, odd romantic lead. You, so it's with uh, Guy Pearce and Kobe Smulders, and you play a guitar-playing, pot-smoking divorcee who's trying to get his life back together by going to a personal trainer. And these people kind of lead you in an interesting place. You lead them in an interesting place. Was this a, a, a nice departure? It was just a bigger part. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was the same old stuff, but just more of, of, of the same old stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, I really, you know, that it's is like awesome. I, I love that. Uh, you know, the, it's like hey, you're the guy who sells pot. You're the guy who smokes pot. You're the guy who <laughs> does the drug. You're the thug. You're the thing and whatever. And um, you know, I remember thinking I was I was on a show called Damages, and I played a, a, a Wall Street guy. And I'm like, what's the difference between this and the drug dealer I was playing? I'm wearing a suit. That's the only difference. Costuming, yeah. That's the only, you know, so, uh, I mean, it kind of said something to me about just human beings in general, you know, that we're, they're, we're, we're really all thugs. <laughs> Agreed. Now, we always ask our VIPs to give a prize to our final winner at the end of the night, and you provided uh, a bunch of stuff, some of that is from your personal DVD collection, some that uh, you made, and on the mixed CDs that you made are winners. What do you have on those, a quick summary, so we know? Well, whoever wins the, the booty that I provided is going to get some good stuff. Uh, I, I hope it goes to someone who deserves it. It's... Uh, it's uh, the Lennon CD that I made has a lot of interview material and a lot of my favorite songs by him. So like there's a, a track called Solitude, which is just him, I guess, in the Dakota, you know, composing. And then the song I'm Losing You, which Solitude became. That type of thing. Wow. I, I like to, you know, create that kind of narrative in my mix CDs. Oh, th yeah, this is good. <laughs> Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge, I Kevin? Am. I am. I'm as ready as ever. Okay, as very I'll ever good. be. Kevin Corrigan, everybody. <laughs> so, Kevin, like in the movie Results, where you have a trainer, we wanted to have someone help you uh, in this game. So, we have your co-star, Kobe Smulders, on the line. Hello, Kobe. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi, Kevin. Hello, everyone. I loved you in this movie. You play a trainer in the movie, and you are constantly running in, I would say, the majority of the scenes. Are you a runner? Um, I am not. <laughs> I am not at all. Uh, no, that was, that, was, um, that was the best acting I've done in my life. <laughs> okay, so as you both know, there is no shortage of celebrities who have exercise videos. So for your game, we are going to play you clips from some great celebrity workout videos, and you just have to identify the star. Okay. 
Okay, so we're going to bring back Jonathan Colton and Greg Pliska in case you need hints. And if you get enough correct, Randy Collins of Granite Falls, North Carolina, is going to win an Ask Me Another Prize. Ah, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try, Randy. So here's your first clue. In her 2009 video, Fit in Your Jeans by Friday, that's a big, I know, it's a, a fast video. This reality star explains the secret to what many consider her greatest asset. These lunges are what tones my booty. I'm always going out, I'm always going to different parties and clubs and events, and you have to look good, you have to stay in shape. Oh, her life sounds so hectic. <laughs> Kevin, I feel like Kevin's got this. Kevin, do you have this one? <laughs> is it, uh, I, I don't know, is it Snooky or something? <laughs> Like, like, a, like, a Paris, like a Paris Hilton or something? Yeah. Wasn't, she, wasn't that like her time back then? Wasn't that... They wasn't do that all sound brain? the same. You have a good point. It's, it's like if you crossed Paris Hilton and Snooki into, yeah. a, into that, whatever that body type became. Um, Richard uh, Simmons? She, no. <laughs> it's a great guess. She is a celebrity known f mainly for being a celebrity, and she comes from a family of people known for being okay. celebrities. And her butt broke the internet. Her butt broke the internet. Oh, uh, so it's Kim Kardashian. There, there yeah. You go. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do great at this, Kevin. <laughs> Okay, here's a fact. The star of Expendables 2 and Walker, Texas Ranger. Many times I'll come into the gym just to work on my triceps. Why? Because guys will always walk up to you and say, hey, how's it going? And they want to see if you have any muscle in your arms. <laughs> Is that true? Uh... <laughs> Is it Chuck, Chuck Norris? It is Chuck Norris, yeah. Okay. Who apparently works out his arms just so that he can impress other dudes at the I gym? Look, you want me to do some push-ups right now? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I, I could do 10 right now. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the audience is like, woo, let's see it. Yeah. 10 push-ups, great radio. <laughs> it's a real driveway moment right there. In this 1993 video directed at senior citizens, this actress who played Sophia on The Golden Girls knows how to pep up her audience. Congratulations, you figured out how to turn on your VCR. That's the hardest part of this exercise video. After that, I guarantee it's a piece of cake. Classic. Classic. I don't know, is it mod? Um. <laughs> Kobe, you want to uh, help him out? Um, it's like I, I, it's, um, yeah, it's, it is, it's Sophia, right? Yeah, Sophia. Sophia. Petrillo? The, sh the short one, the tiny one. Yeah, yeah. Are you stalling because you're Googling right now? <laughs> no. No. 
No, I would never cheat. She was best known for her role as Sophia Petrillo on The Golden Girls from 1985 to 1992, which won her an Emmy and Golden Globes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The future governor of California already knew how to work the crowd in this exercise video for children called the Fitness Express. So why don't we just uh, uh, say, hasta la vista to fatty bodies. And then if you're doing well with the exercise program, I'll be back. Like all the catchphrases in one line. Every catchphrase. <laughs> Sly. No, hey. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we want to pump you up, our cousin Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, our cousin right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can I do this now? After the. There, you can do it afterwards to sort of punctuate your own victory. <laughs> Let's go to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, and find out if they have enough points to w send a prize. Well, let me just total this up here. Okay, very good. Um, <laughs> difficult math. Yeah, yes, uh, Kobe and Kevin, congratulations. You have well enough done. points. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us all the way from the thank other side of the country. Me. And thank you so much to Kevin Corrigan. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. crown this week's grand champion let's bring back from our former games jessica sammy nick betsy and dan to play our ask me one more final round our puzzle guru greg pliska will lead this final round the final round is called water world i'm sorry to disappoint all the kevin costner fans but the questions won't be about his dystopian epic Instead, they will be about words or phrases that include the word water. For example, if I said it's a device for dispensing refrigerated liquid, usually in an office, your answer would be water cooler. We're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out, and you'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer. The last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand prize winner, and that prize will be a unique collection of hand-picked memorabilia from Kevin Corrigan, including two CDs with some original artwork by Kevin himself. All right, here we go. Jess, you're up first. It's what the itsy-bitsy spider went up. Water spout. Correct. Sammy, don't dispose of your infant when you get rid of this. Bath water. Correct. Nick, the latter half to this saying is, but you can't make him drink. You can lead a horse to water. Correct. <laughs> Betsy, the man credited with inventing this piece of sleeping furniture initially tried filling a giant vinyl bag with jello. It's a waterbed. Waterbed is correct. Dan, this small town in Ireland lends its name to a brand of clear, colorless flint glass, also known as crystal. Waterstone. No, that's not correct. Jess, do you know? 
Waterford. Waterford is correct. Dan, thank you so much. All right, Sammy. They won't help them fly, but these inflatable bags will help a child float. Water wings? That's correct. Nick. This idiom about putting family before friends is scientifically true. Blood is thicker than water. That is correct. <laughs> Betsy, it's the title track from the final Simon and Garfunkel studio album. Bridge Over Troubled Water? That's correct. <laughs> Jess, fast-moving rapids such as those one might canoe or raft on. Whitewater? That's correct. Sammy. She's the owner and executive chef of the legendary Berkeley, California restaurant Chez Panisse. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Here we go again. Nick. No, I don't know either. All right. Betsy. Alice Waters. Correct. Betsy. Thank you, Nick and Sammy. We are down to our last two contestants, Jess and Betsy. All right. So let's do, we have a tiebreaker for the two of you. So come on up to the buzzers. Here you go. This is your tiebreaker for all the marbles. A popular summer fruit from the Gourd family. Jess. Watermelon. Watermelon is correct. Congratulations, you're our grand prize winner. What a game. Congratulations, Jess. You're Ask Me Another winner. Enjoy your Beatlemania prize provided by Kevin Corrigan. That is our show. Thank you so much for playing. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And come see us live. Go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name anagrams to Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung, with additional puzzle writing by Matt Foster, Natasha Lake, Josiah Madigan, Scott Ross, Daniel Thompson, Greg Volk, and senior writer Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Josh Rogeson, Denny Shin, Lena Masitzis, and Mackenzie Austin. Our executive producer is Jesse Baker. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore and Kirsten Muller. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias, Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, Jim Gaffigan gets patriotic about fast food. So the donut ham hamburger, I think, is... Uh... It's not America's proudest moment, <laughs> but it shows that innovation is still alive. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, and comedian Jim Gaffigan on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia.